Welcome back to Joker Men Podcast. This is uh, an episode that is the final of our season. We're wrapping up season four. I've just sort of arbitrarily, the, the very arbitrary seasons that have developed the, the, in this yeah, podcast. Yeah, the Joker Men season system is, is, was it a good idea? Probably not, because now it's like, you look at the episodes and it's like it's all weird. 24, 20, <laughs> 27, but it's actually like the 100th, 100th and four. Anyway, uh, it's it's based on mood, it's based on vibe, and it's based on how we're feeling. Well, I think and it's based on uh, eras in his career, you know, because the first two seasons that, that took us through yeah. the 70s and the 80s, or this, the late 60s and the 70s and the 80s, and then season three was all 90s, now season four is all 2000s, and that's what we're here to wrap up with, as we have in the past, the best of the 2000s. The decade end uh, sort of wrap-up episode, and, you know... It's what we're doing is a public service for everybody who wants to know, okay, you got this Bob Dylan character in the 2000s. What do I, where do I start? What exactly. do I want to hear? And the, the correct answer is obviously just, there's like four albums, like just listen to them. Duh. Yes. The correct answer is every song that he put out in the 2000s. But if you've only got, uh, how long is this playlist? If you've only got Two an hour hours. and 51 minutes. Yeah. Uh, this is the hour and 51 minutes that you're going to want to start with. You're going to want to check out the Joker men. Uh, wh- what did we call this playlist? I'm in a cowboy band. Joker right. best of the two thousands. That's right. Notorious line from a notorious song released in 2006, but we'll is get it, to that. Is it notorious? <laughs> I think it is to you. <laughs> it's, it's a line that sticks with me. Yeah. All right. Well, how how about we kick this off? Without any further ado. I I keep going. Diamond Joe, come (laughs) get me. My work done. Quit me, Diamond Joe. You better come get me, Diamond Joe. Gonna get me a jug of rum. uh, This is a Diamond Joe. First song is how we're choosing to start it off. Exactly. First song is not a song that is on a Bob Dylan album. No. Well, it's on a Bob Dylan movie movie soundtrack. Motion picture soundtrack. The soundtrack to Masked and Anonymous, the 2003 Larry Charles directed um, film. Yep. Starring Bob Dylan. And uh, this is just a, a, a Bob version of a classic, uh, an American standard. But like so often is the case with Bob Dylan covering like an American standard folk co- song, it's like. Uh, the best version or it just it's the one where even if you listen to other ones you're kind of like well he saw what was good about those and he he was able to make it uh the like a, a frankenstein of all the best qualities plus yes. some extra stuff yes it's uh one of the songs from the semi legendary uh sessions recorded for the Mass Anonymous movie, something that I think a lot Legendary of Legendary to us, for sure. Well, I, th- anyway. you know, I, think, I think they are like kind of up there in terms of like, uh, it, we're aware that it's material that's in the vault that's supposed to be great, and we, you know, presumably will get access to it at some point. 
but the Disney when vault. and in yeah, it's in, it's in the Disney vault. When the and Disney in what vault. context <laughs> it comes out is uh, unclear because he recorded like twenty five or thirty songs just with the Neverending Band in a studio in Woodland Hills um, for the movie. Wow. And, and a bunch of the actors just showed up and like that was the audience. It was just like set people and like Jeff Daniels and stuff. Um, you not Jeff Daniels. You're thinking Jeff Bridges. Jeff I always Bridges. get confused between Jeff Bridges and Jeff Daniels. You know, they've, they've got even sort of a similar looking face. They um, are probably uh, the same height, I would imagine. Same dimensions, similar. You know, it's Jeff. It's pretty They're Jeffs. Pretty generic name, Jeff. Jeff. Great Diamond song. Joe Diamond is Joe. Great. Diamond Jeff. What do we next. got next? Boom, 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 Tweedledum and Tweedledee. Yeah, Tweedledee and Tweedledum, I mean. Tweedledee and Tweedledum. A song that you famously claimed was about friendship in our episode. It is, among other things. In our episode with Steve Holmes from American Football. You know, it's about just sounding so cool. The song... Has uh, I something I noticed when I was listening to it again is uh, that guitar has just a such a crazy sound to it. The the guitar that does that little um those little do, like do, chimey tricks. Yeah, but I mean the right. Uh, it also does these little flourishes that are like little. They're like icicles. They're just like so cool sounding. They've got this amazing, like, otherworldly rock and roll sound. Um, and uh, that's what this song's about to me, is just kind of taking rock and roll in the old sense of traditional rock and roll music and just sort of really mining it for all it's worth in terms of the otherworldly quality that it can have. Interesting. And, and the lyrics of, on this song uh, only emphasize that even more because unlike a typical rock and roll number about you know going out to see my baby or 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 whatever it's kind of just a uh kaleidoscopic uh uh cavalcade of of misadventures and and strange happenings and strange goings on with two of the most famous ridiculous characters of all (laughs) literature Two of the most beloved characters in literature, Tweedledee well, and Tweedledum. Two characters that really couldn't can be anything. It's a, the perfect subject for a song, and uh, I love it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I love it because how because of how just because like how. insanely different it sounds and feels and is from where things were when we last when we last met Bob or when we last were hearing from Bob which was 1997 the most like downer down in the dumps super heavy massive black hole sound that he really ever pursued with time out of mind this is like as far away as you can possibly get from it um and it's uh for anyone who was thinking to themselves like boy I don't see where he where he can go from here he's gone through this incredible uh, metamorphosis, this this beautiful reinvention this laid into his career. I don't see how else he can top this and break any new ground. Well, have you heard of Tweedledee and Tweedledum? Beyond Here Lies Nothing. Beyond Here Lies Nothing. One of the weirdest and, and most... In, it's a very... 
it's a this video we've discussed the video to it before yes. it's just like you know you can really tell that like it was the mid 2000s every everything had that kind of color graded dismal look and was really violent and uh, this is no exception the uh the war on terror was um still something that we thought we could win and uh it turns out we just like officially lost it right yeah uh <laughs> yeah you know um, <laughs> crap crap <laughs> Anyway, uh, not to go too far off the mark here, Beyond Here Lies Nothing, a song that might as well be about uh, terrorism because it's about emotional terrorism and it's about uh, the the futility, the brutality of love. And uh, it's it, it, it doesn't care what happens. This is, this is a song with with a ragged energy. And it uh, rocks. It rocks hard. It does rock hard. Not honestly one of my very favorite songs on Together Through Life. I would say. But you gotta put it on. It's there. gotta be on. There. Yeah, exactly. It's an, it's an iconic song. I iconic would say. song. Absolutely. The way, just the way that it starts. Mm-hmm. Well, I love you, pretty baby. The, the horns, the, the accordion. accordion. It's really just a whole, you know. A whole blast of fun right off the bat. On it feels a, uh, of a piece with um with like something like things have changed in a way. Like I I could imagine a record just full of stuff like that hmm. of songs that are kind of these like burner, uh, hard bitten type of hard boiled Dylan songs from the, the early to mid two thousands. Yeah, songs that all seem to like exist in the universe of the um uh the music video for um the what's the what's the name of the song where Harry Dean Stanton is rolling around oh, the desert with his uh, like his someday suit baby and tie? right is or that, dream dreaming of you dreaming, dreaming of, of you. you exactly yeah all these songs seem to exist in that world where like you just live in the desert and you drive your big cadillac down an empty highway and you have a coffee in a diner and you're just obsessively trying to put together piece together bob dylan's forgotten past a Next. song that doesn't take place in that world spirit on the water Ooh. uh spirit on the water is just like a song that i think is so generous because it's seven minutes and thirty nine seconds of just like <laughs> generous in one sense of the word. Yeah, well, it's just generous in terms of like if you like this, then it gives you just a whole lot of it to just to bask in, and it's just kind of this sun drenched and uh, sweet and uh, syrupy. Not syrupy because it's it's actually kind of uh, balanced out. Yeah, I think it's pretty. Bitterness. I think it's pretty refined. It's not too. Yeah, it's uh, refined. Syrupy. Yeah, it's like a well balanced, well shaken up, mixed up cocktail. Exactly. Of, of Dylan, it's got a little bit of simple syrup in there, but for the most part, this is uh, you know, this it's is just straight a, hooch. This is a fine shot of heaven's door. Yeah, and uh, it it also is going to be a hit amongst the the blue hairs in the crowd because. I mean that in the old sense of the word, like old people, not like. No, young I thought you meant like the, the fifteen-year-old girls who used to go to Burger Record yeah, shows. I guess blue hair doesn't really mean what it used to mean, does it? <laughs> My friend and I used to have a game where anytime we would go to a show, uh, we would punch each other whenever we saw someone with blue hair because it would happen 
extremely often, at least once or twice a show. And it was always different people with blue hair. You got to go to a Jack White show sometime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do I? He's made his hair blue. Oh, is it? He's done that. Boy, he's really turning into Willy Wonka more and more every day. Willy Wonka doesn't have blue hair. Next, we have Mississippi. Mississippi. (laughs) (laughs) It's the greatest song. Uh, We've talked about Mississippi. We've Um, talked about it enough. Subscribe on Patreon if you want to hear more. There's 17 hours of us talking about all the different versions of Mississippi. We only ranked this number one out of every Bob Dylan song, basically, from the end of the 60s. So it's, It's good. We like it. Good, good music. It's good music. You know what else is good music? Uh, Dixie. The Dixie. Song about the, the, the song about the South. Um, a song that uh, not everybody likes because of the context of the song. But what's the, what's the context of the song, Evan? Um, In the, the Dixie. Dixie, like uh, a Dixie cup. You know, like a little paper cup. I you, wish I was in Dixie. The cups are great. Yeah, the cups. The cups. That's what he's singing Dixie, about, right? Home of the cups. Uh, now it's about the South, a place which is associated with things like slavery. Can I get a Can I get a boo from you? <laughs> and d- d- depraved human evil. So, uh, anyway, uh, the song itself, lovely song, and I love the harmonies on this. In the background, is that um, who who's doing those harmonies? That's a good question. I don't in know. I mean, it would have been, been someone in the two thousand three iteration of the band, I guess. To live and um, die in Dixie. Yeah, it's a really nice little arrangement. Is that uh, Charlie? Could be. It sounds amazing. Let's say that it's Charlie. In Dixieland, where I was born, early on, one frosty morn. Look away, look away, look away, Dixieland. Great stuff. Master Next, we have, we, great we have a yeah, great picture that is not in the movie. Uh, <laughs> or wait, is Dixie in the movie? It is. In the Dixie movie. is in the movie. The other one isn't. I don't think Diamond Joe is in the movie. I think Diamond Joe might be in the movie. Too. I think those are why those are on there. It's because they're the ones that appeared in the movie. Are they both in the movie? I think so. I got to rewatch the movie Masked and Anonymous, apparently. Great movie. Uh, next, we have a, a real novelty, which I is love very this fun. <laughs> this, this is a hoot. Uh, off of Kindred Spirits, a tribute to the songs of Johnny Cash. Yes. We've got Train of Love. Train of Love. I think we should drop in the uh, little snippet of Bob's intro. Yes. Hey, Tony, I want to say hi, and I'm sorry we can't be there, but that's just the way it is. I want to sing you one of your songs about trades. I used to sing this song before I ever wrote a song, and I also want to thank you for standing up for me way back when. Love is a coming. Big black wheels are humming. People waiting at the station. Happy hearts are loving. Hey, my baby. Ain't you got my baby? Here's a song. 
That's isn't, that, just isn't that great, lovely. folks? Uh, <laughs> I like that he goes like, "It's a song I sang right before I ever wrote a song, and I also want to thank you." Before <laughs> he just rolls on through that. It's and a song about trains. For, yeah, I want to sing you one of your songs about trains. <laughs> This is a song I sang before I ever wrote a song, and I also want to thank you for standing up for me way back when. Uh, it's so great. I to, like it for just that intro alone. Yeah, I mean, we the intro alone is, is worth the price of admission here. It's it's so great to hear Bob like actually kind of be sincere and um, sort of sentimental about one of his peers that he actually like truly respects. You get the same sort of thing of this, like those quotes that he's had about Jerry um or yeah, about although, a couple other folks what, what's unique about this moment is like it's the only time that i know of where he's he's doing that sincere homage um to to another artist but he's still doing it in character like a, a, as part of the performance right um which is kind of unusual because unlike theme time he he's still he's doing a, a version of himself but he's not in performance mode theme time radio is not about him right about to launch into his own material and that would never happen and all the, so this is kind of a rare occurrence of him giving uh paying tribute to to another artist before going into the, the song by them sure i think i think the song might have been like being performed live to be honest or like in in some like he didn't just go into a studio and cut this i think this was in some sort of like performance do you think um, so performance context yeah i think the whole record is like um uh, a bunch of like live cuts or something or maybe he did this in a show and they co- they collected it i don't know, I don't know. um but yeah, I mean, it's a great, it's a great cover of a great song. One that I was actually not familiar with. This is, uh, this is, I'm a, I'm a novice or like, you know, kind of like somewhere between novice and intermediate on Johnny's discography. This was not one that I was familiar with, but the Johnny version sounds totally different. Uh, it has a very different feel and vibe. And I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a Bob Dylan podcaster, so I'm going to be a little biased, but I got to say this version, this version takes the cake for me as far as I'm concerned. It's a good version. Train of Love. So sweet. That's right. He what was having so next? much fun at this moment. Well, we're going to take that Train of Love down south and go to Houston. Dixie. No. <laughs> Wait, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, we're going to take that Train of Love north all the way to the North Pole. Uh, oh. We're going to take the Polar Express. We're going to transfer from the Train of Love to the Polar Express because yeah. the next song is Must Be Santa. You know, I asked on Twitter the other day, uh, is this, what What are what are people's favorite songs of, by Bob Dylan? Yeah, you did of, some incredible engagement farming what, on Twitter. What, what Literally songs just make like, people what's a, happy? What's a song that you like? Hit, hit yeah. that RT button, folks. <laughs> people were jumping at, at the chance to... There to was a lot. There was quite a few of responses. I, many, I looked at my many phone responses. when I woke up and there were like 150 ats on the Twitter app and I didn't know what was going on. I, I thought, I, I said, I thought what, you had finally been canceled. I said, what's a what's a, a Bob Dylan song that makes you happiest? And a lot, a lot, some people were like, anytime I, gee, Bob Dylan doesn't make happy songs. <laughs> it's like, all right, that's not true. Block. Blocked. Just kidding. We don't block people. No, no. But, but case in point, this song exists and it's must be Santa. It sure is. Yeah. Friend, sh- of, friend of the pod, Will Sloan mentioned that this yeah, was well, his, the song that made him happiest. 
Mr. Uh, Jokerman Movies. Uh, Mr. Movies and Jokerman Podcast. Uh, yeah, the, the, and he wasn't the only one. Somebody else, at least one other person, said that Must Be Santa is probably it for them in terms of just the pure endorphins. Which, honestly, completely valid uh, yeah. statement. Like, well, this it, song it's literally such a does joyous... not exist. It doesn't exist for any other reason. Yeah, it's such a joyous just celebration of the holiday spirit. And the, the sound right off the bat, like you just can't, you can't stop yourself from doing some sort of really poorly paced, very fast polka dance to it. At least I can't when I'm listening to it. It is a polka. It's amazing. I believe it is based off of a, another, uh, it's lifted directly from a another a, a polka version of Must Be Santa. Um, right. I think. Well, that makes sense. But who gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> Did Bob Dylan sing that one? No. And exactly. also, I, I don't exactly. believe that one uh, had the uh, presidents uh, intermixed with the um, yes. reindeer. So. Naming, the, the, the running down the list of all of the sex criminals that belong in the Hague alongside all of the reindeer right there towards the end. If you ever go to Houston, <laughs> is the next song. It is the next song. I do want to just mention real quick, uh, you know. Oh, the video for Must Be Santa. Well, the video if, for if, Must if, Be Santa. Somehow you've, you've missed that. Come on. We've talked about it before, but I, I wanted to note, you know, this is the best 2000s playlist. Some people might say, oh, you have a Christmas song on here. What do you do? This is, that's a novelty song. Some of Bob Dylan's so, best so work what? Yeah. are these novelty songs. And this Christmas album has more than one song appearance on this playlist because it's a great album full of great music. Good music, you could even say. It's good music. And it's great to hear any time of the season, even in August when uh, it's the entire the West Coast tree... is on fire and <laughs> yeah. New York City apparently is melting into a puddle. Is that true? Wasn't it like 95 degrees back there the other day, but also raining? It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it's it was a, it's seventy seven right now. High of no, okay, eighty one. That's not too bad. Um, but yeah, no, the world is dying. Yeah. What's next? <laughs> uh, if you ever go to Houston, speaking if of a place that's got to, great weather in in the middle of August. If you ever go to Houston, this is one of the accordion triumphs of Bob Dylan's career. Correct, An incredible accordion. You know, Bob Dylan is also on this song, but really, it's a vehicle for. That great and most romantic of instruments, the accordion. The accordion. David Hidalgo, the goat of this song, without question. But it really is just what a, a, what a perfect... sick name, too. David Hidalgo. Hidalgo, yeah. He's always got like the cool, like everybody in his band has like a cool name. Charlie you Sexton. Ever that? Larry Campbell. George Roselli. Pretty badasses. What about that other guy? Uh, isn't there one more? Robbie Robertson. Cool ass names. Cool names. Cool songs. Yeah, cool names of streets too. Uh, on mm-hmm. on Bagby and Lamar. Yes. If you ever go to Houston, this is just a, a absolute vibe piece. You know, this is a, a just a tour de force of like just cool vibes. It, the song is like. Walking through the saloon doors of like a really great Tex-Mex restaurant with like a million amazing little pieces of memorabilia on the wall in like a cool, not TGI Fridays type of way. 
It's like mm-hmm. real and authentic. And it's just like several minutes of you just being able to like do that over and over again. Just like push open the doors of the saloon and walk in with your spurs a jangling and your gun on your belt and you're tucked into your pants. Yes, that's exactly what's going on in this song. I think it's really cool to see like, you know, this song and Must Be Santa just before it, 2009 songs, just like how... He's really committed to having a good time. Bob was at this moment in time. It's, I think it's like genre stuff. It's like the he's just making stuff that's like a fun pulpy paperback. Yeah, he's just trying to like literally like hang loose. He's 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 literally throwing the shaka in the air and just yeah, having a good time exactly. in Malibu. Uh, you know, and who can and blame Houston, him at this point? Sorry. And Houston, sure, and the North Pole for that. And the matter. North Pole, where where Santa Claus lives. Where Santa Claus lives. Um, where that I guess do, do, do we think the party in the video no, takes place the party in the takes North Pole? Place, like in. Um, North Carolina or something. Well, Santa and, shows and, up and at the Nashville. party. So Santa goes along. Santa goes everywhere. I guess Santa does go. Surely so, it's Christmas Eve, but so it's, it's not. Yeah, it's a Christmas Eve party, and Santa just stumbles across this party on his sleigh ride across the globe. I really want to believe that they shot that on Christmas. On They shot the video on Christmas. Yeah, I would like to believe that. I would also like to believe that. That would be beautiful. So wonder, anyway... Um, if you ever go to Houston. <laughs> Houston. It really is fun, though. Uh, We're just going to talk about Must Be Santa for this the whole rest of yeah, this. Yeah, that's all this episode. podcast is. Um, fun to see how much fun Bob was having in between two records where, like, the heaviness, I think, of Modern Times and the heaviness of Tempest are so, like, those are such, like, enormous kind of weighty pieces. And he was like able to just go completely in one direction and then completely back the other direction in those years in between then it's, you know, well, I can never a, stop marveling at, uh, I mean, at, it, at his it, it ability makes sense, to, you know, it's like what your tastes would dictate too. It's like, you don't want to eat beef stew every day. You've got to have a, 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 a day and a half where you're like, I'm on a cleanse. I'm having right, a salad. And you eat like Pharaoh with uh, like a really greasy kind of vinaigrette. That's got a bunch of salt in it. I don't, no, I you don't do grains. When I want to have like not meat, like something like or like not, I'm trying to be like if, you healthy. Know, you healthy. eat a tuna fish sandwich. No, I mean I'll make a salad. I've been, you know what I've been into tuna doing salad. is just slaw. I've been making. I just like get a cabbage and just it, slice it very thin and sure. then uh, dress it and, and and that's nice. You know, it's very hearty, stays well uh, for a few days. This uh, the, well, this the is the, the Eastern European Jew in you right here. Yeah, but also I think cabbage is really good for you. You know, like when I watch Feature Man on YouTube, he's like eighty-five years old and he just like eats garbage, but he also eats cabbage every day. I think that it'll do me good in the. I end. think cabbage is good for you know the the Koreans also eat their fermented it's cabbage. It's true. It's 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 a it's a and the know, Jews, yeah, yeah, all across the globe, <laughs> everywhere Santa visits, whether it's in the <laughs> Eastern Hemisphere or the Western. That's right. It must be uh, Santa too. Honest yeah. with me, Bob's disco uh, song. It is kind of discoy, isn't it? Yeah. Really, I think maybe like the best uh, showcase piece for the band on a live record 
ever, or at least this incarnation of the band. Like, it, they really are just rooting and tooting on this one. And they have so much fun playing it live. Obviously, that's why he's played it almost a thousand times, like we talked about with uh, with Steve a couple weeks ago. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's just a perfect kind of rearing rocker. Uh, yeah, it's very, it's, it's sassy. And, it's very uh, sassy. And like I said, it's, it, it stands apart in that, in its instrumentation. It's like, <laughs> it, the, it really goes hard and it has that like, exactly. It's great. Honest with me. Next, we've got probably my favorite song. Uh, my favorite song of modern times, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, which is saying a lot, even. Uh, when the deal goes down. This is the song that's the reason why I put uh, modern times over mm-hmm. love and theft initially on my on my list. They were kind of dueling it out in my mind for the spot. Um. Uh, in my top 10 albums. And I think that this song just kind of like, is such a great achievement. And I just love how tender it is. It was, we've spoken of the song many times, but um, I think it's a, a simply a beauty, a, a joy forever. A thing of beauty. I, that's a joy forever. I agree. I think it is also a thing of beauty and a joy forever. This is the moment, folks, for those of you playing along at home. This is this is the moment the playlist shifts, in case you couldn't tell. We've gone from the the having a good time, rocking and rolling, getting getting to the mill songs into the uh, you know, yeah. now, now we're taking a dropping breather. Dropping into overdrive and now we're We we have dropped it into overdrive. We've we, gotten we are, to the mill. We are shifting the into the other side of, of the the coin here, yeah. Of the playlist. For the exactly. most part, with a few exceptions. Here. Yeah, well, I mean, it'll it'll ebb and flow here, but uh, this is this is a very different vibe than the, the train that we have been on. Up yeah, until if, this if our playlist was a, a disc on vinyl, you would now flip it over. You would have flipped the side, exactly. And where what do we have next on the other side of the great When the Deal Goes Down? A song which you should listen to and cherish. Uh, Poe Boy. One of the best songs about... Jokes, sure. This is a lot a, of these songs are we just we've talked we've about a lot of these songs about a lot. So recently. you know what? In the in the case of the ones that we talked too much about, let's just move on because there's plenty that we've already discussed. It's just yeah, worth I don't noting want to... that the great Poe Boy is on here. A very wonderful, delicate uh, song that everybody loves. We all love Po' Boy. It's uh, it's a balm for the soul. I think you can throw it on any time, any day, any week, any time, and you're gonna have a great time. And then next after that, we've Another got song I think that's a great time. One that I think is probably one of the. I mean, it's pointless to bring it up here exactly, but I think one of the top five best of the of the two thousands. Nettie Moore is is like uh, it's one of those songs where some of these they're great and it's it's the execution is is obviously no one but Bob could do it. But sometimes when you say that only Bob Dylan could write a song and execute a song, it it just feels like that rings more true than others. And this is a song that 
really feels that way. Like nobody else could have put this together. It yes. has just such a unique uh, a temperament as a song. There's really not another song that has all these parts the way they are. Nettie Moore, which is this like very, uh, I don't know, how would you describe it? Like in just terms of, ad- just give me some adjectives. Like Good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I think uh, it's got kind w- of a melancholy, sort of yearn, yearning, mournful uh, sort of feeling. Yeah, absolutely. It's bittersweet and and not crucially though not bittersweet in ways that feel like like territory that's already been covered. It feels no, like no, no. N- finding new ways to to feel kind of this strange sense of yearning or or, or sadness. It's it's really something special yeah i think it's uh it's a grand is is a good uh, word that i would use for it um i mean it's it's a really like i mean he wasn't recording at this moment in time he wasn't recording songs like murder most foul or um key west or tempest or something like that you know these extraordinarily long songs that are themselves their own sort of worlds um but I think Nettie Moore is, is like approaches that is is as close to that as it gets um, in this decade. You know, it's almost seven minutes long, and it's just so densely crammed with lines from blues songs and the Bible and references to his own material in the past and stuff. And we talked about uh, some of this on the 100 when we talked about it, I think. But it's just like it's all in like the whole story is in Nettie Moore. I think um, for uh, for those of you who want to puzzle through it, and you're never going to actually figure it out because you're not supposed to and you probably can't but it's it's never not fascinating to just kind of puzzle through it um you know oh, uh, line I miss by you line. anymore and my happiness is over mm. yeah and obviously contains that immortal line i'm in a cowboy band which I'm never fails <laughs> to put a smile on my face anytime i hear it yeah. Oh, he's so good. Next, we got Moonlight, a song I don't really feel like talking about right now because uh, it's just it's just a pretty song, so that's why it's on there. Yes, uh, it's uh, crooner mode, uh, very pretty song. Um, you know, kind of classic Americana uh, lyrics. Uh, these are all the keywords that you would uh, type into the Bob Dylan knowledge database, and "Moonlight" would be the song that would be returned for you when you hit enter. It's pretty. I like it, it very much. I'll be home for Christmas. You know this one? You heard of this one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we got another Christmas song on here. Sure so what? Honestly, and this is the only other Christmas song that's on the playlist right now, could have had more, to be honest. We could have had more. We could have just <laughs> playlist of best Christmas songs. <laughs> that's what we'll do in de- come December. I uh, love this version of I'll Be Home for Christmas. One of my favorite Christmas songs. I think we talked about it a little bit when we did the Christmas episode. Boy, that feels like a long time ago, doesn't it? It is. It is like a year ago, almost. And it's like eight months ago. Yeah. Um, we've... We've come right. a long way, physically and mentally. Um, but these melancholy, kind of downer, sad sack, weeping your beer bastard songs are always the most powerful to me on you Christmas. Know, I, and I this particular like take... I'll be, I'll be Home for Christmas doesn't even strike most people as a sad song. 
But, it's heartbreaking. But the end, if you act, I feel like a lot of people don't listen to the lyrics. Maybe I'm just projecting because I know that I didn't for a long time. It took me a long time to realize that, like, oh, that last line is the kicker, you know, if only in my dreams. Only in my dreams. It's that he's not going to be home for Christmas. Sorry, I'm just listening in the background. These backing vocals are incredible. Yeah, he he won't, the character in the song is fighting in the Pacific or in the Italian theater. <laughs> yeah, no, of I think World that's, War II. That is and what it was, he is right? It more was... likely to get his uh, to have his life uh, taken by. He's gonna get shot in the head, folks. Right, and I was trying to avoid saying that, but uh, <laughs> or his legs gonna are gonna get for... blown off by artillery. <laughs> all right, anyway, it's a sad. <laughs> And beautiful song for the Christmas that we all want to have instead of being made into um, a, a meat in, pie in, into yeah being ground into mulch by the Japanese. <laughs> uh, Bomb, I think, is really leaning into the the kind of uh, grizzled, sharp-edged voice on this one. Um, more so even than on yeah, Tempest. I think. Like, uh, it's like, I'll be home for Tempest. I'll be home for Tempest, <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but uh, it's so nice because it contrasts perfectly with the, like, sort of barbershop quartet guys and the ooing um, women that are going in the background. It's just, it's a it's a perfect kind of fusion, I think, of uh, of everything together here. And it really just kind of hits you in the chest at the end. Uh, you know, this is a Sinatra song or has been a Sinatra song to me in terms of that being sort of the um, the version that I always associate it with. But Bob comes pretty close and, you know, for good reason, as we're aware of where he ends up going from here. Next, we have trying a song to get that to... isn't from the 2000s, but nevertheless makes an appearance on the playlist. Trying to get to Christmas. Um, <laughs> this is trying to get to heaven. <laughs> This is trying to get to heaven. It's a live version that is technically from the 2000s. So, well, the song itself wasn't recorded in the 2000s. Is all I'm saying. But this interpretation no, that's what is I mean. so. This, this version is from the 2000s. Is right? from 2000. Yes, and this version is so yeah. unique and sort of uh, signature. I think that it it really almost qualifies as its own new creation. It um, is. I mean, it totally does, and it crucially came out on the Telltale Signs, the Great Telltale Signs. Bootleg series volume eight. Subscribe on Patreon. Five, uh, five hours await you. So that that gives it, you know, a, an extra bit of reason to include this. You know, th- there's a million great versions of many other songs, but this this particular version of um, of trying to get to heaven, it's it works so seamlessly in our extremely well balanced and thoughtfully crafted playlist because. You get moonlight, Nettie Moore, Moonlight, I'll Be Home for Christmas, Trying to Get to Heaven. We're giving you good stuff here, folks. You're you know? going to be having a good time, and by good time, I mean bad time, uh, once you get to this point. You'll but be having a deliciously um, sort of s- sad feeling. You it's know, a th- bad it, time in a good way, exactly. That's kind of the, the great thing about these songs, and uh, this version is so special, in terms of the the arrangement is so unique 
I just realized like this a, is the this is the love and theft version of this song. Like if he kept going on this song and didn't uh, didn't do the time out of mind version like the way he did yeah. with Mississippi, this is what it would have sounded like if he had just gone if if he had the deft hands of Jack Frost behind yeah. the mixing board. Yeah, Jack Frost in the trap. Jack Frost <laughs> in the mix. Um, he probably would have. Uh, that's probably why. He, another reason why he sort of looks down sourly at uh, the stuff with Lanois. You know, probably not Lanois' fault at all, but it just the well, partly. But the the fact is that I think probably some of these songs weren't necessarily done. Like they they still had some time that could have been they could have been worked on. Yeah, like I mean, they were Mississippi. Sure, and, yeah, they were done, but they could have not been done. The one we hear uh, heard on the record uh, of trying to get to heaven is a version of that song. Interestingly sure. enough, though, I mean, of course, he's never stopped fucking with and futzing with this song right. to our uh, great pleasure, because even in um, the the show that we are going to be talking about uh, in the near future, I believe on the Hyde Park. One and in 2018, 19, 19 he, he yeah. was doing this version of it that feels very, um, uh, it, it, it has a totally different, it's a very upbeat, sort of like similarly refined, uh, version, but it is totally different than, than the sort of twilight mood of of this version which yeah, is it doesn't gorgeous. feel like your life is ending before your very eyes yeah i mean like it his, does vocal, on this one. his vocalizing on this is just incredible like the the ways that he knows to change his voice and to move it around for these lyrics it's yeah it's so elegant and so um unlike like as as the guy in the crowd says fucking lovely yes couldn't put it any better ourselves. Next one, another live cut. Yeah, just one that we had to include. And this is not an official Bob song, but it is an official song by a great guy, The Great Mutineer by Warren Zevon, as interpreted by Bob Dylan and his band. A really good Warren Zevon song off of a record that is not so highly regarded. Off of the record Mutineer. Mutineer, yeah, which I love the album cover of. That's yeah, it's just like a close up picture of Zevon like wearing like a do rag. A do rag um, and 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 that um, like really like curly cue, like funny font. There's like a strange, very ornate font. Yes. Um Mutineer. Some extremely like Photoshop two point kind of font like someone just realized you can do something besides Ariel and Times New Roman and so this is how it turned out he looks, looks great in this picture looks, I love how he looks in this picture this he, is he, like this is this is the, the peak male performance uh, to quote the uh, immortal tweet if if I looked like this I would be over the moon you just gotta grow some scruff you know and wear do rag and sunglasses and be in like the Caribbean. Wow, look at the back cover of this record. Damn, I haven't it's so seen the sick. back cover. It's so good. I gotta look it up. What a cool guy on that. He is pretty cool. On that record cover. Um, oh, anyway, wow. this is a. It's just a terrific al- uh, album cut. Um, and 
Bob Dylan does a great job with it. I, if I was there, I would be screaming. Losing your shit, yeah. Bob played Mutineer several times. We, we talked about this initially with uh, Tyler on our 2003 live episode from a couple months ago. Um, but he played this several times during the 2003 tour, a couple legs of the 2003 tour after Zevon had been uh, diagnosed with terminal cancer um, as a way to honor his friend. Mutineer is the first album of mine without a demo stage, apparently, said Warren Zevon. That's what Warren said. Interesting. Uh, I mean, it's really cool that Bob, you know, would be able to pick such a relative deep cut from a an artist like uh, Zevon, who really kind of like, I don't know. To me, I, I, I might be a little over my skis on this one, but seems like his moment sort of came and went for the most part in the uh, you know late seventies, early mid eighties, and then after that, he was putting out great records, obviously, but didn't ever like climb back up the mountain. The way that uh, someone well toward the did. end he did with those records that were released after the announcement of his right the cancer. wind and stuff and, the, 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 and I'm not saying those records aren't great I, I think he has a fantastic catalog of work from beginning to end um, you know Transverse City uh, is uh, legendary <laughs> um, it's something yeah um, but um, you know he he was never able to kind of recapture like the the like. Um, just the the critical spot, like the, the the scene just kind of passed him by and he never got back to where he deserved to be all along. And so Bob pulling this song out of a 1995 release of his, instead of playing fucking Werewolves of London or uh, Roland the Headless Thompson Gun or something, is such a cool, such a cool move and so cool. Uh, just like clearly him proving that like, you know, Zevon to him, Bob, Zevon to Bob was someone who really got it and was worth, you know, kind of following all throughout his life. Um, because I'm guessing most, most hipsters and music critics and the commentariat were not keeping up with Warren, uh, circa 1995, 15 years after his, uh, his excitable boy phase. Are you talking about Bob Dylan or uh, Warren Zevon here? Uh, I'm talking about Warren Zevon. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm kidding. Um, I feel a change coming on. This one's cool. You know, we had to put it on. Of course. I think I feel is this the, the only other. No, I guess we had three Telltale signs, or not Telltale. I mean, uh, together through life. Together through life. I, I would have put. I'm just gonna say. Also, if you at this point you want to listen to Shake Shake Mama. Shake Shake they're equally Mama. As, they're equally as good to me. I love Shake Shake Mama. Shake I would throw like a, <laughs> uh, my wife's hometown on there just for just for shits and giggles. You know what? Just listen to the um, <laughs> actually at the end together of this playlist. Just put on all of Together Through Life exactly, and uh, consider that the uh, the updated version. Yeah, this song is a perfect, beautiful little vibe. I don't really know what the fourth part of the day is. No, uh, it's um, well. It's after dinner, and it's, it's at, when you have, no. But it's the day. That's the night. Mm, dinner is at night. Part of, fourth part of the day. Is fourth part of the day gone. is already gone, and it's becoming night. Yeah, you know, I see. Is it? Is it? No, the fourth I'm, part of the day. Okay, it's already think gone. About the parts of the day. You wake up. That's you part got morning. One. You got morning. Then you have. <laughs> you've got afternoon. No, no. You have morning. You have pre. You got dawn. You got morning. You got uh, afternoon. Afternoon. You've then got, you got deep coffee. afternoon. I think the fourth the fourth part is 
Yeah, no, maybe the fourth part is like, it's like... That's when you tea, have your afternoon tea, coffee. It's t- time for tea. It's tea time. Yeah, yeah it's, it's you know, three-ish, something four, like that. It's 3.30. four o'clock. Yeah, it's 3.45. We're talking about the last part of that day before the, the evening the begins. So well, I guess you're in, about to have that evening. You're even... We got to wonder what, what season is it because... I feel a change coming on. At some points, the fourth part of the day is bright sunlight out. Right, Other parts, it's, it's about to be. It's already night. It's it gets it gets uh, late. It gets dark late or in I'd, the summer. I'd say this song takes place at five p.m. I I'm gonna have to throw my chips on the table and agree with you. Fantastic, <laughs> we we cracked it, folks. Um, <laughs> I feel a change coming on. One of the change trilogy songs. Yeah, one of the change trilogies. Um, one of the, one member of the change trilogy, rather. Uh, it's times uh, they are changing. Things I feel the change coming on, and things have changed. Things as we've changed, established. Just yeah. such a such a nice, easygoing song. To I like close it. out a record. I like it very playlist. much. We love it. And you know what else I love is the next song, uh, a song that you love with like capital L. Yes, and it's a song that I like. With I love as well. L. Yeah, but I like with a big. With a big L, like an illuminated L, you know? Wow. Like All right. a big, You're coming along. Yeah, and I'm starting to really like it. High Water. High Water. Yes. This is one that I certainly have talked about enough. I've talked about the banjo. I've talked about 9-11. I've talked about uh, uh, the Italian and the Jew. talked Trail about Captain Charles Darwin, Dead or Alive. It's a great song. High Rain Water Everywhere. Uh, High water everywhere. Climate change, folks. It's real. Um, I love those uh, those drums. Love that war drums. High water is great. High water. We got a couple more. We got a couple more, and in fact, we have four more. Four more. Someday, baby. But but not the someday. It's the alternate version. It's the other one that we like more, kind of. The one that I like more, absolutely. Yeah, it's Someday Baby, the alternate version from Telltale Signs, the Telltale Bootleg Signs. Series Volume 8. This one's kind of got more of a, uh, as we've discussed before, it's got this kind of like strutting, like cool as as a cucumber kind of approach. Very soft, um, very gentle, not at all yeah. like the uh, rockabilly kind of thing that he has on the record, which is good as well. But, you know, this mood that he was operating in, same kind of mood vibe that you get on something like uh, Spirit on the Water, to be honest. Yeah, it's just um, such a pleasurable... It's so good. So, such a pleasurable mood to slip into. It's like... Exactly. It's such a easy mid-tempo pace, and it you can't help but, like, just bob your head along, and you want to wear, like, dark sunglasses and drive along, or... It, it's so... Uh, Swaggy, <laughs> it's very it's, yeah. Swaggy is absolutely the word for it. Like I'm, I'm sitting here dancing in my seat to this. He is. I, I can see it right now on on Zoom. Yeah, the sound of a guy in a band who know that they are really just operating at the peak of their powers. Like it's completely self assured. There's no question that there's this song, this artist, this band is just they're they're able to do everything that they want to. And, just projects uh, and pure confidence. Yeah. Exactly. That's what you get here. Uh, but you don't get this version on the record because as we covered on the 
Modern Times episodes, that's a very TikTok kind of record. You have your root and tootin' song, then you have your slow song, then you have your root and tootin' song. You're going back and forth all the way through, and this song came in at number three, right? This is the third song on the record. It's in between Spirit on the Water and When the Deal Goes Down. So he had to he had to bring the volume back up yeah. so he could bring it back down on the song after. But Next we have Cross the Green Mountain. A late edition. A late edition, but one that I felt we had to include. And I, I just have to respect this song for being like the prestige vehicle. Like this is such, it was made for a, by all accounts, terrible Civil War epic movie. <laughs> Um, who's, which we don't even need to talk about, but, um, you know, in the string of the other songs Dylan did for movies, now would be a good time to mention uh, the honorable mention. There's a couple others. There's a Huck's tune as well, which is very good. And, uh, what's the other one called? Uh, geez, you're putting me on the spot here. Yeah. Um. there's one more as well from like a sort of instantly forgotten Oscar bait movie. Um, was Huck's tune the one for the poker movie? Yes. So that was from, uh, yes, that was from lucky you lucky you. That's right. The other one was, uh, tell old bill, tell old bill from that that other movie with Charlize Theron. Yeah. Yeah, like, where Charlize Theron is a coal miner or something. Yeah, it's like based on a true story. So shout out to those. Both pretty good songs, but I think I think it go I think uh Huck's tune is really good. Um Cross the Green Mountain though, it we're just gonna focus in on it as as our pick here because it it's is so eight and a half minutes it's long. So it's so stately, so like uh it commands a lot of respect. This song, it just feels weighty. It it's really a, a substantial piece of music, and very well produced. It has all the hallmarks of like a a, a big budget HBO period drama, right? But in song form, sure. Yeah, there's a lot going on here, and uh, you know, I will. Uh, be upfront and say I need to listen to it some more to be able to speak about it with much um, uh, much intelligence. But one thing that I don't need to see anymore because I've seen it enough because it's lasered into my mind is the, the video. incredible music video that gives us Bob Dylan in sort of a like a waistcoat and a top hat with an incredibly poorly but still somehow compelling uh, poorly constructed beard. Riding around on a horse. And the long, uh, Tony, straight hair. Tony Garnier also on a horse carrying oh, a sawn-off yeah. shotgun in the background. Just an absolutely incredible look. And crucially, um, it's a a quintessentially 2000s era, uh, relic. Very much so. Uh, this, and this whole thing just screams the period from which it, it, it emerged. So Yeah, that it, is it right is, up there with the Victoria's Secret commercial. Oh, yeah. And with the uh, Dream and View video and with the eating a hamburger but not actually eating a hamburger in the Things Have Changed video. He's Speaking <laughs> of Things Have Changed, that's our next pick. And God damn, Things Have Changed is just one of the best songs of all time, huh? You know, sometimes I sit back and I think to myself, damn, things have changed. Things 
they change and they continue to change. And this song just <laughs> nails that. And in fact, that's part of why it's in the things the, the change trilogy. You could say it's the most important part. It's the thing exactly. It's the thing that solidifies the changes that have been coming and that are happening or are coming the changes, on the, the things that are the changes that are coming on the times that are changing things have changed yeah the answer it all is, happened the answer is blowing in the wind the answer is that things uh will and have and do change and that they yes. have changed um uh, something that has infected my mind recently though is um i played this for my friend and he said oh, it sounds like uh I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. <laughs> Does it sound and like that? Now I can't unhear it, unfortunately. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I'll need to People go listen to that. People are crazy and times are strange. Right. I'm knocked okay. in tight. I'm out of range. I just dropped in. <laughs> it's, it's there. I'm, I'm sorry to say that it is fully there. Uh, but that's also a good song. I like uh, I like that song. I don't even know what, what condition, song that is. What condition my condition was in? It's in uh, the Big Lebowski. Yeah, I know the song, but I I I don't know the name of the song. Tell my artist. mind on a jagged sky. It's called uh, it's called I I just dropped in, just dropped in, just dropped in. Oh, in all right, parentheses yeah. uh, to see what condition. Song written by Mickey Newbery, uh, best known from a version by the first in. edition. That's right. Of course. Uh, anyway, Things Have Changed is better than that song. Even And that's saying a lot because that song's so good. People are crazy. Time, Times are strange. That, I'm locked, I'm in, locked tight, in tight. I'm out, I'm out of, of range. range. I, I used to care. In, but... <laughs> But things, things have changed. Um, well, that's about it, folks. We got one more. Ain't talking, which is what we will be doing in a few minutes when this podcast is over. We will be ain't. We ain't. We'll no longer be talking. We we ain't talking because the podcast is over. This is the last song. Ain't talking. Modern times. Two thousand six. Heart yearning, still burning. Really kind of, uh, you know, how else could, how else could the playlist end? I'm going to do like Bob. I'm going to make like Bob. Oh, 
Just a walking. I burn that bridge before you.